0: Hello, everyone. This is Travis J. Vernon, and welcome to today's podcast. Growing up the way I did was a lot of fun. I was able to travel, experience a lot of different cultures, environments, countries, and I had a great time. My father would often say, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. And he meant that applied to everything. Have fun at work, have fun at school, and just in general, look to have fun in everything you do. He never really understood my brother Jared and I's love for video games. Now, at the QB Point BOQ, the Bachelor Officer Quarters, in QB Point, Philippines, they had a game there called Missile Command. I used to watch my dad play that all the time. And he was good at Missile Command. And this was back in the day, man, when we were in the Philippines. It, it was definitely sometime in the 80s. It was pretty soon after coming home from Japan, so probably 85 to 86-ish, when my father retired from the Navy, we were living in Utah, and we got our first Atari 100 computer. This thing was, I mean, dot matrix, really didn't do much of anything, hardly had any memory at all. To do much of anything, you had to plug in a cartridge. The games that were on it were very simple. Nothing to the level of like the standalone video games in an arcade. But even those were very simple graphics compared to today's society. Every game on your phone is higher end. At school, I used to like to get the programming books at the book fair for the Atari 100. And then I would create my own games typically like the Oregon Trail type stuff choose your own adventure but it was always kind of disappointing to me because I was the one that wrote the program so then I knew if you made this choice what would happen so it was fun for me to do the programming but then it wasn't ever fun to play the game because I knew what would happen and exactly how to get to the end but it wasn't too long after that That they came out with the very first Nintendo video game system. And I will say for my brother and I, it was borderline life-changing. I've always been a pretty early riser. I get up super early most of the time. It's rare that I sleep in past seven. When I was in elementary and middle school, I would wake up so early on Saturday mornings just to go down and watch Saturday morning cartoons. I'd always take the comforter off my bed and a pillow, go downstairs, tuck the comforter in around the couch, and then make my own little sleeping bag cocoon. We'd eat terrible sugar cereals and watch Saturday morning cartoons. And usually at about 6.30, my daddy would come downstairs and tell us to turn it down. Then he'd go back up to bed. But he was an early riser too, so he was probably awake. But we watch our Saturday morning cartoons. Usually Gummy Bears, Smurfs, whatever else was on. But when the Nintendo came out, it became a complete and total addiction. If we didn't have to go to school the next day, so Friday night, Saturday night, we had set up our video game system with an old TV in the basement. Now, this is an unfinished basement. Both Jared and I, Did not like being in the dark. Did not like going into the basement. But that was the only place we could set it up where we could have the quiet. Where we wouldn't wake up other people because we would usually play way past our curfew. And we would take turns. So sometimes what would end up happening is one of us would be playing. One would fall asleep. When that person's turn was up or we were too tired to play, we would wake the other person up and we'd flip-flop. And we would do that sometimes all night long. And at this point we were probably... Well, Jared would have been 8 or 9. I'd have been 12 or 13. And we'd play Super Mario Brothers. And I had the original Metroid. That was a fun game. And then Jared later on got a Dragon Warrior game. I believe it was Dragon Warrior 3. And that game was super fun too. So we'd just play all the time. You know, Zelda... And all the classic Nintendo games. We didn't have the gun. Which is weird. That I wouldn't have the gun for the Nintendo. To play games like Duck Hunt. But we'd play those at friends houses and things like that. And while it was okay. I don't know. That game kind of bored me. It wasn't as much fun. We deeply preferred the role playing games. RPGs. It was just a lot of fun. We still play games to this day. But not to the level that we did at one point in our lives. He's a little more on that nerd scope wanting to know all the information and all the backstory and everything else. And I just like playing the game. Over time it's become more of a I call it a mind sink where I can just unload from the day, play some mindless game where I don't have to think. As time went on and video games evolved, we were pretty true to Nintendo. We ended up getting the Super Nintendo and then the Nintendo 64. And it wasn't until much later that we actually started playing computer-based games. Now most everything I play is just on my phone. Nothing super high-end. I don't spend the time playing a lot of the games that I used to play. there for a while. Probably six or seven years I played World of Warcraft pretty regularly. But one day I... Went in and checked all my characters to see how much time I'd played on each of my characters. And I realized that the amount of time I'd played that game, I could have had my doctorate. And at that point, I thought, wow, I have nothing to show for this other than a huge waste of time. And I pretty much at that point started to really dive deeper into hobbies that produce something whether it was rock counting or flint napping or fly tying, carving decoys, just all the small hobbies I like to do. Woodworking is one of my favorite things to do. I like to create, and that creation was fun, which goes back to when I first started and I was doing the programming side of things, I really enjoyed it, except I didn't enjoy playing the game. So I was never able to bridge that gap between creation and play. But because Jared and I would play these games, we were very competitive and it got to the point as we got older, I mean, even to the point where I was a junior, senior in high school and he would have been in seventh and eighth grade, we would have these different competitions, whether it was, you know, if you've listened to the other stories where Jared was on the podcast, we talk about the different games of strength we'd play with the, with the parachute. I'm pretty sure I can't beat him in any game of strength now. The dude's like 6'3", 250 and just ripped. So that kind of sucks for me because I'm not. And he would probably beat me into the ground. But that's okay because I still win on other things. You know, like pranks and humor. He'll disagree with that. But we would always play pranks on each other. You know, we'd get up early for those Saturday morning cartoons. And if he wasn't awake when I got up, we had a trundle bed. And I would slowly slide that trundle bed under because he slept on the bottom side so I would slide him under the trundle bed so when he'd wake up he'd be trapped underneath there but he got really good at figuring out how to slide out and climb back out from the trundle bed if one of us beat the other person into the basement it was kind of freaky I mean imagine a big basement and there were a lot of the studs were put up and the walls were put up but there was no sheetrock on the walls yet so, there'd be boxes. I mean, it was just basically a, a small horror movie in our basement. In a child's mind. So, we would go down and hide. And then when the other person would come down to play the video games, we'd scare him. But it was kind of super traumatic at the same time. Because while you were hiding, all the things going through your head of, what else is hiding down here looking for me? But we started getting really good at playing those kind of games. We'd hide sometimes behind things when we knew that our mom was coming down to go through the basement. Like she was going to the storage room to get something. We'd hide and then as she was walking down the hallway we'd stick our head out from between the the 2 by 4 walls and be like, hello mother. Yeah, she'd jump really bad. One time I even convinced Jared to get inside of the giant chest freezer. Like how unsafe is that? But It was going to be a temporary thing. So he got inside the big chest freezer and it was just a closed lid. It wasn't lockable or anything, but he got in there. And then I asked my mom if she could grab something for me. So she goes down, opens the chest freezer and there's Jared. Yeah, that was a bad day. We got in trouble on that one. That was a little over the top, even for us. But Jared and I got pretty good at pranking each other just with little things. We'd like to scare each other. That was probably the biggest things we would do is just scare each other. And we would scare our parents and we'd scare... Actually, it was always dangerous to scare my dad. Because if we tried to scare my dad, it would usually end up with us in some sort of pain. And that was never good. But my dad was v- a lot better at making us regret our decisions in a painful way. Charlie Horse or Russell. I mean, one time, and this is when Jared and I were quite a bit older. So I would say I was probably 24, 25. Jared would have been 19, 20. And he comes up to me and he says, Okay, Trav, you sneak up behind dad and you grab him from behind and hold his arms. And I'll come up in front of him and I'll grab his legs and we'll carry him outside and throw him in the snow. I'm like, All right, that'd be kind of fun. So we walk into the kitchen. Dad comes out of his den. I come up behind him, grab him from behind, a big bear hug, hold his arms. And my dad goes, what are you doing? And Jared standing in front of me smiles and says, yeah, Trav, what are you doing? And it was at that moment I realized what he had done. I had a moment of panic when I realized what was coming next. But I actually didn't expect what happened. My father reached down between his legs and grabbed the inner part of my thigh in a charley horse. That caused me to immediately drop the bear hug. At which point he spun around. And it didn't require much after that to put me on the ground. And there was some comment. You need to think this things through better son. Something like that. Jared meanwhile is just laughing away. And I'm like I will get you back dude. I will get you back. So one day there was a Jack and Jill bathroom. Where my two sisters bedrooms were. When they were still in the house. My two older sisters. So each one of them had a bedroom, then there was a closet, and then a bathroom in the center. So you'd have to go through the closet to get into the bathroom so they could share. So in these closets, the one side would usually have a chest of drawers and then a tall closet rod so they could hang long things like dresses. And then the other side of the closet had a tall closet rod and a short closet rod, so that's where you'd hang all your other clothes. Well, one day Jared's in the shower, and I sneak into the closet, and I get behind the closet rod. So I'm in between the closet rod and the wall, and I have clothes hanging in front of me so he can't see me. And the whole idea here was, he'd get out of the shower, he'd have to go through the closet to get back to his bedroom, at which time I would reach out from the clothes and grab him and scare him. So that was the plan. Well, Jerry gets out of the shower, in there for a bit, opens the door, and he's got a towel around his waist, and just before he walks into the closet, he stops and starts flexing in the mirror. And I lose it. I start cracking up because it was hilarious. At first he jumps a little bit because I started to laugh. Then he turns around and notices what's going on. Realizes I caught him flexing in the mirror. And now I'm trapped between the clothes rod and the wall. I can't go anywhere. Thank goodness there were a lot of clothes. Because those were deflecting the punches and absorbing a lot of the, the power behind his punches. But I still couldn't go anywhere. I was just absolutely trapped and just getting destroyed. So that one was pretty fun. Another time, he got me back by hiding under my bed. So this is post-trundle bed. He was in the one bedroom. I was in a different bedroom. And I had this log bed that was pretty high up off the ground. And Jared was under this log bed, and I didn't know. So I came in, and I was just about to climb into bed. And a hand grabs my ankle and pulls me down. Wow. Scared the crap out of me so then another time to get even with him for doing that crap I got my little sister involved Ashley who's been on the podcast and we pulled his bed out from the wall just a tiny bit and then slid his mattress away from the wall just a little bit more which left enough room for me to get in between the mattress and the wall and then she made the bed over top of me So the bed looked totally normal, but I was in it, but it still looked flat. That was a long wait. I thought I was going to fall asleep, but about 35, 40 minutes later, he finally comes to bed. Good little boy says his prayers and I start to get this tinge of guilt, which quickly went away. And then he climbs into bed, pulls the covers back, gets in, and I wait just a little bit for him to kind of settle. And then I reach over and grab his stomach and scream while funny. It was at this moment that I realized, again, I had not thought this through. He now not only has the high ground, but has me pinned between the wall and his mattress and begins to descend blow upon blow on me. That was probably one of the better beatings he ever gave me, but it was good. It was funny. Totally worth it. Do it again in a second. He was so afraid on that one. Scared him pretty good. But we still play games to this day. We were a pretty good team. Our one sister, Cher, was a healer. Still kind of is. Rides on the ambulance. She's always kind of been on that medical side of things. I was the hunter. That's what I did. And Jared was the tank when we played World of Warcraft. So it's pretty good. I mean, having DPS, damage per second, for those that don't know. Having a tank, some DPS, and a healer. We could do a ton of stuff, just the three of us. It was fun. It gave us time to hang out even when we were all in different parts of the country. Doing different things, doing our own jobs. We'd meet up at night and be able to talk online and have a good time. And while my father probably will never understand our dedication or love to video games. And even though I don't play as much now of anything, they are fun. I don't think I would consider them a complete waste of time anymore. But if I had to choose between playing video games... And my other hobbies, I think I would choose my other hobbies. There's just some, something about sitting down and painting and creating. It's just a whole different level. In fact, after this long Christmas break, we've been so busy at the shops. There have been so many people. There's only like 2 or 3% of the people that are really jerks or rude in the retail industry. But man, do they make your life absolute hell. But when you get those 2 to 3%, There's days where you're driving home and just thinking, man, I just need to let this stuff go. And being able to come home, sit down and tie some flies, do a little oil painting, carve a little bit. All those things are such great stress relievers. I I just absolutely love it. Or just going for a walk in the woods. It's a little cold right now. Yesterday was 17 below. There's not a ton of stuff I like to do when it's 17 below. But I do like to snow shovel. People give me grief all the time. Don't you own a snowblower? Like, I sure do. But I like to shovel a lot. It's just, I don't know, it's refreshing. It's exercise. In fact, I think that's what I'm going to go do right now. There's a fresh inch or two that's out there this morning. I think I'll go do a little bit of shoveling and get it all done before the sun pops up. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing about some of the pranks that my little brother and I would play on each other. I play a lot of other pranks. Like that one I played on Jason. My employees, we do a lot of fun things like I said you know my father taught us that if you're not having fun you're not doing it right so get out there and live your stories